Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Coconato podcast for this 16th of December, 2021 edition of the broadcast. Only uh, a few more days left in this year. Can you imagine? And we're going to be going into 2022, and we better be ready because it's going to be uh, it's going to be another one of those years. I really believe we're going to see some breakthrough uh, as we continue to press ahead in victory and stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen. We're believing what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. No, I have not given up. I'm still holding the line. Uh, but you know, we've seen so much transpire over this last year. It's been a tough year. Um, It's also been a year where there's been some breakthroughs and a lot of people are getting exposed and darkness is coming out and people are on certain trials and, you know, different things are making their way through the courts. Uh, The Epstein, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell situation, which is interesting, Uh, but it it seems like there's a common story in all these and that's corruption in our system. It seems like we never get to see it's like a two tiered, two tiered system of justice. And you see uh, these elites protected And uh, for some reason, it seems like we never see the real justice that we're praying for. But let me just tell you this. There will be a day when each one of these people will stand before the throne of glory. And so if we don't see justice on this earth, you better believe we're going to see justice happen because that's who we are as citizens of heaven. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We're not of this world. So even though there is a lot of injustice in this world, and we don't know, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Many people have been promising these things. We've been praying fervently. We've been fasting. We've been believing. Thank, thank you, Jesus. We're still here, and uh, for the most part, we're able to, you know, get our next meal and sleep under, you know, a pretty protected home or apartment or wherever you live. I mean, you know, we're not. For the most part, we're still, you know, in a period of grace in America, even though uh, we're seeing that, you know, being tightened very quickly, and it seems like the spirit of antichrist is rising. We know it's rising around the world. And there's nations like China and North Korea and, you know, places where fellow brethren in, in the body of Christ have been persecuted for years now. Uh, but we're seeing persecution creeping into the Western world. And, you know, it's still kind of persecution light. It's not the full-fledged persecution that some of our brethren are dealing with in some of these communist countries around the world. But it is very egregious. It's very concerning. It should be sending the alarm bells off for every pastor, every Christian. Uh, we still see many pastors are asleep. Let, let's just look at it as a, you know, a state of the union. You know, let's look at the state of the church right now. You know, is the church awake? Ha- has the church uh, come together and realized that there's a common threat, that we're in a battle of good versus evil, and that there's a, a, an insurgency in our nation that's trying to take away our inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? They're trying to wake, uh, take away our constitutional rights. Uh, within the last two years, they've told churches they can't meet. They've arrested pastors. They've fined churches. Uh, this is America, and it's happening in Australia. It's happening in Canada, even more so. Uh, it's happening in UK. It's happening in Germany. It's happening in Israel. And uh, most people have been very alarmed by this over the course of the last year, and many people have been pressing in deeper and going deeper than, than they have in previous years and maybe ever in your life uh, because you realize the urgency. And so Uh, What's happened is there's been a remnant community that's come together, a a rising remnant. Uh, That's just basically you, me, people that have awakened, that are realizing that the urgency of the hour, that we have to get involved at the local level. People are, you know, parents are going to the school board meetings. They're occupying. um, They're standing up for they're pushing back against critical race theory. They're pushing back against some of these draconian measures for covid um, the vaccine mandates, all these different things. Uh, you know, many of you have in the last year gone through quite the battle at your job. We've read probably well over 3,000 or 4,000 emails coming from people in this community uh, that have had major issues and needed uh, religious exemptions and uh, information on how to get that approved. For the most part, most of you have written me uh, and said it did get approved, but it wasn't easy. And I know you did your due diligence and some of you even paid for certain programs that were helpful. Uh, in order to uh, get it approved. And, you know, the wording is very important. Uh, They have all this legalese and and legal departments and compliance departments and all these different people working against us to try to prove us wrong that, you know, it's not against our faith to put aborted fetal cells in our body. It's not against our faith to, you know, that's what they they would like to say. And, you know, they try to trap you and get you. And some of you did take the vaccine, and you know what? That's that's up to you. And, you know, we're, we're just believing if you did take it, that you prayed, you've covered your body, and you've asked the Lord to protect you and uh, that the Lord is going to protect you. And we believe that as a community. You know, we're not we're not against you if you took the vaccine um, from a wisdom standpoint. I've always said 
I don't buy into every conspiracy. I don't buy into everything that people are saying about the vaccine, but I do think there's some real concerns. Um, I do think uh, for the most part, it hasn't really been tested. It's a new technology. I mean, it has been tested, you know, somewhat, but it, I mean, not over the long term like uh, many of the past vaccines have. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody should admit that, yes, it was fast track. We know it was fast track. And, you know, I've heard different things about animals that, you know, it was tested on. I don't know uh, how true some of those things are, but some of the reports of that, you know, really wasn't tested to the level that it should have been and that we are the test. That's what some people say. Some doctors say that, you know, that we are the test. And uh, that's concerning if that's true to me. Um, I've read the VAERS database reporting. Uh, many people in the medical field say that the VAERS database only reports about 10%. Some people have even said 1%. I don't know the real number. Uh, but I would probably imagine that there's uh, quite a few adverse reactions that have not been reported. And I can verify that by people that are in the medical industry that told me, yes, we have not reported many of the things that have happened at our own hospital. Uh, so, you know, I'm just going by what these professionals in the medical field have told me, uh, along with some people that are very reputable, that say that they do not believe the VAERS database has the full reporting. But even if you look at the VAERS database, as is, it's still very concerning. Many, many people have died uh, in the tune of over tens of thousands, um, you know, many hundreds of thousands of people have had adverse reactions. And these are these are not none of this is conspiracy. This is all factual, provable. And, uh, you know, I know people in my personal life that have had adverse reactions. So it, it's a very crazy time. And, and I've I've told the listeners here that for me and my house, I mean, we just think, you know what? God made an, an immune system. Uh, thank God we fared well as a family. Uh, I think all of us have pretty much have had COVID at some point, or at least the flu this year, uh, but we fared okay. We, we took the proper measures. We built our immune system, and uh, thank God we've been okay. Um, and, and I think for the most part, many people would say the same, but many of you have, have had loved ones and people that you know. I've had a couple of people that I know uh, that have died of COVID. Uh, we definitely believe it's a real virus. We believe, you know, uh, very suspect uh, the way that this whole thing was introduced on the on the world stage uh, there's been a lot of people that have come out and and connected gain-of-function research and, and Fauci and the Wuhan lab and the Obama administration and just just a lot of weird stuff uh, in the lead-up of this whole thing so you know there's a lot of stuff that's happened I mean just it's been a, a tumultuous year it's been a, a stressful year uh, financially um, you know here at the ministry uh, we've, we've taken on some serious causes uh, helping people get approved for their religious exemptions, uh, you know, standing with people that have had hard times and different situations that have that have happened throughout the year, whether it was Afghanistan or, I mean, you know, just many, many different things that transpired over this year that we tried to get into gear as a ministry and step up and, you know, help these pastors that came under attack for the Religious Liberty Coalition and help the, the churches and give them information and help them connect with the right legal representation and, you know, fight on the advocacy front and, uh, we've been busy. We've been meeting with officials. We've been out there. We've been fighting uh, against critical race theory, we, you know, because we believe that that's a Marxist theology. Um, you know, I guess it's not a theology, but it's a Marxist uh, belief system uh, where they're trying to introduce that into our schools and, and indoctrinate our kids in these government schools. So, you know, we've been super busy and we also, by the way, are still a ministry at Todd Coconut Ministries where we do mentor people and uh, pour into their lives and encourage them. And, uh, you know, I've probably never seen so many people dealing with anxiety, depression, uh, family issues, uh, marriage issues. Um, really, I can't tell you. I mean, you know, obviously I've had a lot of experience as a pastor being a pastor for over 20 years now. Uh, but I will tell you, um, this year has been different. And a lot of times people call me crying and I got to calm them down. And uh, by the way, you are welcome to call me crying. That's what I'm here for. Um, somebody asked me the other day, they said, hey, uh, you know, how much do I owe you for praying? I said, you owe me nothing for praying. I, I'm, that's my job. My job is to pray. Um, you know, obviously we have to run the ministry. Um, we're in the month of December right now. We're halfway through uh, this month. It's weird for some reason. It's been a little bit lower in the giving uh, because I think a lot of people are just dealing with inflation and dealing with their own situation. Um, but if you're if you're in a good place financially, please do think of us uh, because we have some significant bills going into the end of the year here. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to continue to press ahead. That's what I've always learned to do is to press ahead 
And, you know, I, I can't sit here and worry about the attacks and worry about the people that are saying this or saying that or trying to discredit me or come against me. We're focused like a laser beam on the mission. And the mission ultimately, I mean, obviously, I mentioned a lot of different things, but the mission ultimately is souls. And we are in a very difficult time for humanity across the board. And whether it's a job situation, a financial situation, stress, anxiety, uh, dealing with the pandemic, dealing with the, the many different, you know, uh, propagandized narratives that are being pushed our direction, the infighting. I mean, many people are dealing with really significant challenges in your personal life. And that's what I want to dedicate today's show to because, you know, I, I've had, I've, I've, just like you, I've had to go through some of these things. I, you know, I'm, I'm not free of personal challenges. Um, you know, we've, we've had many over the years and uh, I've had disappointments. And I often talk about this in the messages. But, you know, there's mountaintop experiences in the Lord, and then there's real deep valley experiences. And I think of the scripture that literally says, though, I walk through the shadow of death. You are my rod. You are my staff. You lay me beside still waters. I mean, literally, you know, there's been times when I felt like I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And I really was questioning at times, like, God, are you here? Or do you see what I'm going through? Um, you know, and I got angry and I felt disappointed and I felt abandoned. And I just want you to know, I've dealt with those feelings. I've also dealt with loneliness. Uh, you know, before I was, you know, I had a family, I was lonely at times, um, you know. And so whatever you're dealing with right now, I want to speak to that because, you know, I know some of you feel overwhelmed and it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that you're dealing with anxiety. You know, we talked about the other day that being a Christian is not being perfect. You're not perfect if you're a Christian. There's a misconception um, you know, the other misconception is being nice as a Christian. No, being nice is a fruit of being a Christian uh, because you should operate in the fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to read those in just a minute. What are the fruit of the Spirit? You know, what is the fruit of the Spirit? But but I want you to understand you're not weird or you're not, there's not something wrong with you if you're dealing with a spirit of oppression or depression that's trying to come on you or you're feeling anxiety or you're feeling overwhelmed because this is part of the teaching process that we go through. And I think a lot of people, like in my, in my sphere, you know, some of the speakers that I hang out with or, you know, different people that have platforms, I, I see it every day. I mean, I just spoke to somebody this morning. You know, uh, we're under attack from multiple fronts. I mean, we've got the, the fake news that loves to attack pastors and Christians and outspoken individuals that are standing for freedom and liberty. And then, and then you got friendly fire and you got these, these people that are supposedly in the Christian world that spend a lot of time, you know, looking at what other Christians are doing. And, and reporting on it to their followers and causing a lot of havoc and chaos and division and contention. And I'm not saying they're always wrong or maybe they shouldn't be exposing some of the stuff, but there's a lot of that going on with Telegram and these new platforms where, you know, people are just saying whatever they want. And some of the stuff is, is brutal. Like, you know, certain pastors are being called things that they may not be or there's not really solid evidence to, to suggest that what they're being called. But yet nowadays you can just lob a, you know, here you go, boom, and drop a bomb and you know, see if it sticks and there will be people that believe it and there'll be people that echo it. So we're walking through a spiritual minefield. So that's what, you know, we're dealing with that. And then, of course, we deal with Antifa and all the different people on the left that hate us uh, for, you know, for basically for just standing for the word of God and standing for our Constitution. But, you know, I, I'm my main mission in life is, is, you know, I'm a messenger. I'm here to share the good news of Jesus Christ and the fact that he's the only way to the father. And, you know, he is the ultimate answer and he's the ultimate void filler and he changed my life. And so that's going to always be the message, the main message, whether it's five years from now or 10 years from now, it doesn't matter the level of persecution. You know, they can never imprison our mind, you know, and I know they're trying to by putting, you know, Elon Musk and some of these guys with the transhumanism movement, you know, they're trying to combine humans with machines. And that's that's the next level of their so-called evolution where they feel like, you know, they're going to be able to even intrude in your thoughts and, you know, that's a pretty scary Orwellian thought to think about that. But, you know, they already got cameras, I mean, in TVs and, you know, different uh, devices around the house where they can listen in. And, and, yeah, they're listening in. If they want to listen in, they can listen in. They can listen in your telephone, your cell phone. They know where you are. They're tracking your spending. And you better believe a digital currency is coming soon where they're going to get rid of uh, all paper dollars and any other form of currency other than digital. So they're going to make it where they can track and stop your ability to buy and sell which is exactly what the word of God says. And so things are really coming to a head, folks. And I think that this period is helpful because God didn't just, you know, throw us right into 
uh, tribulation period. I know many people believe that the rapture is going to come before the tribulation. I always hope that's the case. And then we'll be out of here. Praise God, right? But if that doesn't happen, and let's say the mid-trib or the post-trib people are right, uh, how do we survive, you know, in the middle of the chaos? And and the truth of that is, and even if it's, you know, before the rapture and maybe, maybe before the tribulation, the times are still getting darker. And I keep saying, you know, the best of times and the worst of times at the same time, because I really believe that as we're seeing great fruit, a great harvest, and many people coming to know Jesus and coming out of darkness. So there's really good things happening, but there's a lot of scary things happening. And it's gotten to the point now where I can't even report on all of it every day because there's just so much to talk about. And so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm more focusing us back on our spiritual, uh, you know, our walk and, and, our, and our soul and the situation of our heart and, and the, the longevity, in other words, making sure we're set up for success as believers because we need to be set up for success as believers. And uh, that, that means that we're going to have to really uh, lay things down at the foot of the cross, trust the Lord with our steps. You know, learn to go into the secret place where you spend time in the presence of the Lord, recharging and strengthening yourself and your faith and 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 relying on the Holy Spirit, because as the attacks increase, I mean, listen, you may not be a public speaker, you may not be a pastor, but maybe you're having personal attacks from family members. You know, I see it with my family. Uh, you know, we, we, we came you know out and said something very, very small about Halloween this year that we're not going to be celebrating it. And how, you know, uh, my wife's part of the family started going crazy just over that. I mean, part of the family, not not all of them. I mean, you know, some of them agree with us, but uh, some people in, in my wife's side of the family were really upset about the fact that we weren't celebrating Halloween. I thought, well, why would they even care? Uh, but, you know, people get upset about certain stances and, you know, it's just you never know. It's like that whack-a-mole game. You never know what the next thing is going to be. And you can almost get paranoid about it because, you know, as we're standing for truth in this hour, and as we're boldly proclaiming the word of God, the word of God, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center and, and certain organizations, they're going to start calling, you know, just biblical Christianity hate speech. I mean, they're already pretty much doing it. Um, you know, pastors are going to be if you're a biblical Christian and you're standing by the entirety of the word of God, which is what the remnant is, what this community does. We do stand for the entirety of the word of God. If that's you and that's me and that is us then we're going to be called hate mongers. And, and, you know, if you say marriage is between a man and a woman, you're going to be called a hate person. Um, and it's just going to expand. So even if we have great victories, which I do believe we're going to see some great victories, I've heard some of uh, Pastor Kent Christmas's prophecies and some of these other people that I love. And, and I believe, I, I do believe that, you know, uh, I believe in the prophets. I believe, you know, the words that they're saying. And, and I stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. What's been done in darkness will be brought to light. We don't know how it's all going to happen, but, you know, I still believe. I, I have not lost my faith because faith is the evidence of things not seen, not seen. And so it's the things hoped for. And that's exactly what these things are that we're talking about. They're things hoped for. That's faith, 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 faith. The things, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. We've been talking about that. Hebrews 11, 1. And let's just read real quick the fruit of the Spirit, because I think this is important. I mean, how often do you hear people talking about the fruit of the Spirit? Here it is. It's the, you know, it's love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says, against such things, there is no law. That's Galatians 5.22, by the way. Um, you know, let me read it again. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, let's just kind of pick apart some of these. So first of all, joy. Okay, that's a fruit of the Spirit. How do you get the joy? The Bible talks about joy unspeakable, full of glory. How do you get that? How do you get full of glory? Well, you know, I keep saying the same scripture. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's Psalms 91. But the thing about it is, like, that's true. You know, what I've been doing lately, you know, because the attack is just brutal. And every day, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to face. Like, I wake up and it's like, okay, let, let's see what I got going on today. Because, you know, it's an attack from the media, it's an attack from a person, it's an accusation, it's something that's happening because we're standing for truth and we're over the target. When you're over the target, you get a lot of flack. And then, you know, sometimes it's my friends, my friends are under attack, you know. And, you know, I know them and I see their life and are we perfect? No, you know, we talk about this often, but how do I find joy? And so one of the things that I've been doing recently, you know, uh, also going in the secret place, which every day I do. And I, I take that time to get on my knees. I put on soaking music and worship music and just get in the presence of God. I repent of things that I know are wrong or maybe I did something. And I ask the Lord to fill me and I ask the Lord to forgive me. And I ask the Lord to give me wisdom and discernment and how to navigate and how to act. And to die to my flesh because the Bible says die to your flesh daily. 
And so I do these things and then the joy comes because, you know, as I release these things and put them at the foot of the cross and get aligned with the Holy Spirit and realize what I need to do. And, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, joy comes because I know I'm in alignment with God. And that is the most critical and crucial and important thing to do is to be in line with God, to be in line with his perfect will, not his, uh, you know, permissible will, but you want to be in his perfect will. And in order to do that, you got to inquire of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And so you got to hear from the Lord and the Lord and you get in this alignment and that joy comes out of that because there's a peace that passes understanding, which is the next thing after joy. And, and, you know, and then the kindness and the goodness and the faithfulness and the gentleness and the self-control, they all kind of come out of that because it's, it's, it's that discipline. That's what self-control is. It's the discipline to, even though you want to sin or you want to engage in this, or you want to go after somebody that's attacked you, because trust me, I get that, you know, that, um, desire to do, you know, as a, as a fleshly human being, I want to go after this person, this person attacked me. I want to make a public statement. You know, I want to go out and make a video and, and, and attack them. And half the time, half my listeners don't even know who it is that attacked me or what was even said, because they're not getting all the information that I'm getting, but I, you know, it's coming to me. People are sending it to me and different things. And so, you know, I feel like I'm in the middle of this attack. And a lot of times I want to respond. And you know, a lot of times the Lord's like, don't respond. And my mentors are like, don't respond. And it, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. But that's where self-control comes in. And maybe somebody in your family is attacking you or maybe your boss or maybe somebody in your life. And, you know, you want to go after them. And I put up a scripture this morning, which is very important. It says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And I found this to be true. You know, when I got stabbed nine times, you better believe that I wanted to go after the guy that stabbed me. You know, you want you better believe that I had family members and friends that were reaching out saying, hey, Coconata, we'll take care of that guy for you. You know, we'll get off a plane, we'll take care of him, and then we'll we'll bounce. You know, that's what my family members were saying out in New York. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm serious. I got some crazy Italian family out there in New York. And, you know, they were looking out for me. But, you know, luckily, praise God, it really wasn't luck, but thank God I did not accept those offers because the Lord wanted me to forgive that man. And it was one of the hardest things to do, to forgive the man that stabbed me nine times with keloids all over my body. I used to be a model and an actor, and then all of a sudden, here I am, uh, you know, scars all over my body, and my life took a dramatic shift, uh, but God said to forgive him. And uh, that forgiveness uh, released something in my own life. It released so much in my life. It grew me to a whole other level. And I'm sharing that not to boast. I'm sharing it because I hope that ministers to you. Sometimes the, the most difficult people, I had an uncle yeah, and he's now with the Lord. He passed away many years ago. But, you know, his wife cheated on him. And uh, there was this guy. His name was Mike. His name was Mike, too. Uh, but, you know, the um, the wife cheated on him. And he, I've never seen anybody have more grace. You know, as much as he could have gone after the man and, and killed this guy, Mike, that she cheated with, he, he decided to forgive him. And it was somebody that he knew. I think it was his friend. And, and, you know, there was, it was like so crazy for me to fathom how that could even be possible. I think, how could you forgive somebody that, you know, you know, I personally don't know if I could do it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but this man did and he forgave him and, uh, they actually ended up becoming friends and it was like such a spectacle to watch. And I thought, what grace that my uncle walks in, you know, and it wasn't that he was weak or he, you know, he was a strong man. He wasn't weak, but the Lord told him to forgive. And forgiveness is powerful and forgiveness isn't always about the other person. You know, forgiveness often is for us because it releases something because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You know, as, as the, the worst people that have attacked me and tried to destroy this ministry, this is God's ministry. So it doesn't matter, you know. And so I, you know, when I forgive them and I release that burden, and I really believe somebody needs to hear this today because unforgiveness will hold us back from the blessings of God. Unforgiveness will hold us back from the blessings of God. But when we are the bigger person and we just decide, you know what, I'm going to bless even those that curse me. That's what the Bible says. And I'm not saying being weak. We're not weak. Like there's a time that we got to take some action. There's a time. Listen, there's there's been times when I had to stand firm as a pastor and as a man of God. I had to stand firm and people tried to get me to cave. And I said, nope, I'm not going to cave, not going to cave. So I'm not saying be weak sauce. I'm not saying be a little wet noodle or anything like that. Okay. But what I'm saying is there is time when the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will say, you need to do something that in the natural looks really crazy, like forgive this person, you know, and it's not even for them, it's for you. And that's why I often talk about this open door policy that I have. What is that exactly? Well, people have come against me and then 10, 15 years later, you know, they've come back and repented and said, Pastor Todd, you know what? You were a solid guy in my life and I attacked you for the wrong reasons and I was jealous or I was angry or whatever. And, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, for me, that is all I need. I say, you know what? 
It's in the sea of forgetfulness. I forgive you. Let's move forward in the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to be friends with them. It doesn't mean I'm going to trust them. Maybe in some cases I will. You never know. But, but for the most part, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that I forgive them and I move forward with it because it's, it's a freedom for me. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. Now, the ways of the Lord are not like the ways of man. Okay, the ways of his ways are not our ways. And people say, how can a good God allow all these bad things to happen? Well, that's just it. We're living in view of eternity. Like we're alive. It's an acronym. Look, think about that. Always living in view of eternity. Always living in view of eternity. That's, that's true. We're living in view of eternity. We're, 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 we're looking at what God is about to do. We're believing. We're trusting what the word of God says. We're trusting the word of God over our life. And in this situation in America, Okay, and I'm going to talk in the second half of the program about the dry bones because I believe that this is a, a revelation that God has given to the prophetic community in this hour. And I've heard several people talk about this recently, and I really it's been on my heart for several months, and I'm glad people are speaking this because it, it's a confirmation. But, you know, America, when I say America is not done, well, I'm thinking about the dry bones. And so we're going to talk about that, but we've got to speak life over the situation. And when somebody does something in our life, we've got to let the Lord take the, you know, the reins and vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Those that have come against God's anointed, you better watch out. You come, you touch the church, you're going to get messed up. Okay. Don't touch the church. Don't touch God's anointed. Those people that have tried to slander you, that have come against you, that have tried to destroy you, you better believe that God is going to take care of this. Okay. And, and he's going to do a much better job than you because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And so what you do, what we do is we forgive and we lay it at the foot of the cross because we don't want it to be a stumbling block to others and to us because we have a mission and we're, we're focused on that mission. And that mission is to preach the gospel, to stand for truth. And we're not going to waver and we're not going to bow down. We're not going to get disappointed or discouraged or allow discouragement to take root just because something didn't happen within a year of a prophetic utterance. You know, in the Bible, when there was prophetic utterances, sometimes they took 10, 15 years. So if a true prophet is given a prophetic utterance and we're seeing here in less than a year's time and we're saying, oh my gosh, it hasn't happened yet. Well, that's, that's actually biblical. Oftentimes it doesn't. I mean, look at Noah when he was preparing for the ark. I mean, that took some time. You know, and, and this is this is over and over again in the word of God and in my own personal life where people have prophesied things 20 years ago that are just coming into fruition now, maybe 30 years ago. But the prophet was still on. It just it didn't happen in my time. It happened in God's. So that's why we've got to we've got to build our faith. And I want to continue to get into this depression and oppression and talk about this and the fruit of the spirit and the joy and the peace and the gentleness and the self-control. And uh, we're going to get into dry bones as soon as we come back from this quick break. But I, I just am so thankful that you've tuned into the show today. I really feel the presence of the Lord in the studio. And that always makes me feel really good when I feel the presence of God, because I know we're on point and on track. So we'll be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show 1216 2021 edition. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is The Remnant. Pastor Todd here. We are literally pressing ahead in victory. 2022 is just around the corner and we've had some amazing victories in 2021. And God is bringing together this remnant army for a time as this. I know people are discouraged, but don't be discouraged. We're taking back the territory and it's high time the church stands up and we're going to stay open and we're going to be continuing to go out there and make disciples. And you better believe that you were made for a time as this. And it's not a mistake that you're alive. So thank you for tuning into the show every day. For those that are able to support in this remnant community, we we need your support. We need your help. We've got a lot of ambitious goals. The Lord has given us tremendous vision. You can go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. www.toddcoconato.com slash give and help us in this fight because we are taking back the territory for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 2022, we're going into the promised land. We believe that in Jesus' name. So thankful to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. They've given us a promo code here at the Todd Coconato Show. It's called Remnant. That's the promo code, Remnant. And with that promo code, we're able to get up to 66% off of everything. Now, listen, they have amazing things. I just put the Giza sheets on my bed, and I'm going to tell you something. They're, they're awesome, and they're on my pillows too. And uh, so they got the Giza sheets. They've got slippers. They've got Christmas pillows. I just found this out, Christmas pillows. And what a great gift. Some of you are still looking for gifts for the holiday for Christmas. 
And uh, guess what? MyPillow.com with the promo code REMNANT. And not only do you help this radio show, but you also help Mike Lindell, who's been an absolute patriot on the front line, standing for freedom in our nation. And they've tried to cut him out of the big box stores. But you know what? The REMNANT is rising and we're standing up. And uh, this is a great way to support Mr. Lindell. It's a great way to support this program. There's a lot of Christmas gifts that you can find on MyPillow.com. So if you're able, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code REMNANT. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Todd Coconato Show. Second half of the show, we're going to get into the Valley of Dry Bones and continue to talk about how we can take back the territory in our own mind from oppression, depression, feeling anxiety. And so I'm really glad that you're here today because I think a lot of people have to hear this. You know, one of the things when I go around and I speak and I, I ask people, I say, lift up your hand, you know, raise your hand if you've had cra- you know, loved ones that think you're crazy. And, you know, I'm always shocked at how many people lift up their hand. It's like almost everybody Uh, because, you know, a lot of you guys are dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with where people are coming against you and saying that you're crazy because you believe the election was stolen or, you know, you don't buy into the mainstream corporate media, which is 90 percent owned by six corporations and their bogus uh, fear campaign and their new world order agenda. And, you know, and so you actually have done some research. You've gone to the website. You've looked at what's actually on Klaus Schwab's website. You've looked at the Great Reset. You've, you know, you've really looked into some of this stuff. UN Agenda 2030, uh, UN Agenda 21, um, all these things that are readily available if somebody would just research. But they'd rather get their information from Rachel Maddow or, you know, somebody that's out there, Anderson Cooper, or the fake news media. And, uh, and so they're just living in that world because then if they, if they live in that reality, they don't have to deal with the actual reality, which is the truth. And uh, because it's the truth that sets the captive free. And so the real battle is for our soul. Uh, so in the first segment, we were talking about the fruit of the spirit. And I want to get into this very important thing where we're talking about the dry bones, okay, and the story of the dry bones. And so I'm going to read to you uh, what I put up about this because I think it's very important that we talk about this. We're, we're talking about the, uh, the vision of Ezekiel. Uh, and he had a vision, uh, you know, basically it was of the valley of dry bones. You can find this in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. And um, the vision came to him after God had directed him to prophesy the rebirth of Israel in chapter 36. And so God announced through the prophet that Israel will be restored to her land in a blessing um, that will, you know, under the leadership of David, who God calls my servant, uh, she'll be king over them. And this is in Ezekiel 37, 24, clearly a reference um, to the future under Jesus Christ, the Messiah and the descendant of David, which is uh, found in Isaiah 7, 14. Uh, however, the promise seemed impossible in light of Israel's present condition. Does this sound familiar? You know, we talk about taking back the territory. God's not done with America. And people say, what are you talking about? Have you seen America? Have you seen the situation? Have you looked at the economy? Have you looked at the debt? But the promise seemed impossible in Israel as well. And uh, people said she was dead as a nation, deprived of her land, her king, her temple. She had been divided and dispersed for so long that unification and restoration seemed impossible. So God gave Ezekiel the vision of dry bones as a sign. And God transported Ezekiel, could be in a, in a vision or a dream, to the uh, valley full of dry bones and directed him to speak to the bones. And Ezekiel uh, was to tell the bones that God would make them breathe. And, and that, you know, they, he would enter the bones and they would, be, they would come to life just as the creation of man when he breathed life into Adam in Genesis 2.7. So Ezekiel obeyed and the bones came together and flesh developed and skin covered the flesh and, and breath entered the bodies and they stood up in a vast army. And this vision, it symbolized the whole house of Israel, um, you know, that, that was in captivity. So it was the whole house. And like the unburied skeletons, the people were in a state of living death. Again, does this sound familiar? Pinning away with no end, I'm sorry, pining away with no end to their judgment in sight. Exactly like what we're dealing with right now, literally. Um, They thought that their hope was gone and they were cut off forever. The surviving Israelites felt their national hopes had been dashed and the nation had died in the flames of Babylon's attack with no hope of resurrection. Uh, The reviving of the dry bones signified God's plan for Israel's future and for national restoration. The vision also, and most importantly, showed that Israel's new life, which I believe is revival, that's what new life is, depended on God's power and not the circumstances of the people. Putting breath 
okay, putting breath by God's spirit into the bones showed that God would not only restore them physically, but also spiritually. And what I'm saying is let us speak to the dry bones today and declare life over this nation in Jesus' name. You know, it's easy for us to get caught up like the spies, you know, the 10 of them that saw the ites on the land and said, oh my gosh, they're too big. You know, they're fortified. They're giants. There's no way we can defeat them. But then you got Joshua and Caleb that said, you know, actually God is with us and it doesn't really matter how bad it looks because we're going to be able to defeat it by the power of God. And this is kind of how I'm looking at America. In fact, it is how I'm looking at America right now, because the truth of the matter is, yeah, it looks really, really bad. And, uh, you know, unless I have a faith, you know, and a trust in God, um, I'm going to look and see like, wow, America's done. You know, we better just, you know, prep and get ourselves. And I'm not saying there's anything bad with prepping because I do think it's wisdom to have some food on hand and different supplies, some cash, some weapons, you know, all that stuff is probably wise. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we we don't believe that God can can breathe life and restoration and revival. And so, you know, I've, I've said this has been kind of a, a process for me because at first, you know, I was I was part of the Trump faith team, you know, or the outer outer team, you know, and 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 I was I was going around the country and speaking at different places and, you know, and, and really standing for, you know, the election because, you know, I really believe that we were at a pivotal crossroads. I even wrote a book about it. And so, you know, but then that kind of um, changed into where we are now, where there was all the issues with the election. And, you know, we were we were fighting for election integrity and standing for truth. And, you know, I mean, it's been a busy two years, probably more than two years. Really? I mean, we've really barely ever rested because we've been fighting for this country and waking people up and sharing about what the founders intent was and the Constitution and, you know, letting people know about their real rights and their inalienable rights and what the founders thought and, you know, fighting the misinformation and all the all the doxing and all the all the just the, the all the methods of the left because there's many of them and, and they're meant to wear us down and discourage us but all that to say like you know ultimately what this all really means to me is like america needs god and i've been saying that we need to repent i talk about it in almost every show now because it's just something that i really believe is the core we got to repent like it's you know it's about the church this whole thing is about the church that's why when they shut down the churches it was such a big deal because this whole thing has been a battle of light versus darkness. It's all about the soul of America and the future of America and, and what kind of nation we're going to give over to our kids. And for those that are in the international audience, it's the same thing with your country. This whole thing is, you know, it's a battle of light versus darkness on a global scale. And that's why we're seeing freedoms being in, in, encroached upon and um, all this egregious stuff from the local municipalities and, and tyrants that we never would have even imagined uh, where they're telling us, you know, where we can go and, you know, we have to stay in our homes and we got to have this passport to get around. And it's just eerily reminiscent of Nazi Germany and all things that have happened before in the past because there's nothing new under the sun. And so we're looking at all this and it, it is a spiritual battle. But but this is where it's important for us to maintain our understanding of our identity and not letting this depression, because you already have challenges in your own family. You already have challenges maybe financially or different things with your job or different things that are going on in your personal life. And then we all have uh, corporately the challenges as a nation and as a world from these tyrants and this, this new world order agenda and what they're trying to push and the, you know, the great reset and, and getting rid of national sovereignty and borders and, and flooding our nation. And, you know, there's just so many things. It's almost overwhelming. And so many in this community have felt overwhelmed. So this is very important that we understand what happened here in Israel and what happened to the people of Israel uh, when this vision came to Ezekiel. And the Lord was showing him basically that, you know, even though it seemed impossible in Israel's present condition, because she was, quote, dead as a nation like America, uh, deprived of her land. We're seeing China coming in, buying up farmland. We're seeing all these, you know, really scary things with the ports and different things, you know. And so very similar. And, and she had been divided and dispersed for so long that unification and restoration seemed impossible. Well, we have division in our society. We have a, a big division right right versus left and, and our thought processes and our, our worldview. And there's atheists and people that just hate Christians, uh, think that we're the craziest people on earth. And then there's Christians that can't agree with other Christians. And so there's all the different factions and different groups. Uh, but God gave a vision to Ezekiel and, 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 he tr and he took him to this valley of dry bones and directed him to speak to the bones. And what I believe that God is telling us as a people of God today is to speak life to the situation in faith, knowing that the God that created heaven and earth is listening and hears our prayers. 
and he responds to the prayers of the righteous. And so I think that as dire as this thing looks, as dire as it looks, that we have to understand this whole thing is not a you know battle of flesh and blood. It's a battle of strongholds and principalities. And it's high time that the church stands up, and this is really the main message, and starts speaking life and declaring and decreeing the word of the Lord and starts you know, talking about who we really are and what we're able to accomplish. And this is where the depression and the oppression and all these things, the anxiety, those, those are all instruments of the enemy to keep us distracted and the loneliness, okay, and, and the fear. All these things, that's an anti-fruit. That's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's anti-fruit, and anti-fruit is of the enemy. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is of the Lord because there's no law against the fruit of the Spirit because those are the things that God wants us to do, right? And so the Bible says, you know, do not be anxious for anything. Do not be anxious for anything. And I'm going to read that scripture right now in Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I can't even tell you how important this, I could literally just talk for the rest of the program on this verse in Philippians 4, because this is it. Don't be anxious. Don't let the anxiety take root in your heart. But in everything you do, everything, prayer and petition. And here's the thing that's really a blessing to the Lord and thanksgiving. You know, one of the things that I've, I've noticed in my life is when I say, Lord, let's just give an example. Like, let's say, you know, we needed a new car a while back and I was praying about a new car and Lord, how are we going to get a new car and how are we going to find the resources and the financing and all that? And, uh, and I started praising the Lord for the new car. I said, Lord, you have a new car for us and you're going to make a way for us to get finance or to get this car. And it's not going to be, it's not a burden because you own a cattle on a thousand hills. And, and so it's not a burden for you for me to get this car. In fact, you could you could give me the car today if you wanted to. I mean, let's be honest. Could he? Of course he could, right? So so we started praying over it, but but the difference in this prayer, and I believe the Lord answered this really quickly because we were able to get a car probably within a month or two after we started praying and fasting about it. But the thing was is that I started saying, thank you for the car that you've given us before we got it. And I think this is so critical because he says, look, don't be anxious. Don't let the anxiety you know, I'm going out to Phoenix and I don't really want to go. I'm going to be honest, even though it's a great, uh, I'm not talking about the Reawake America tour. This time I'm going for uh, the America Fest and uh, I'm literally going to be leaving tomorrow and going to Phoenix, right? And I don't want to go. I'm tired. I've been traveling a lot. I would like to bail out on this one. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. You know, there's great speakers there. I'm sure there's going to be many great folks and I'll, I mean, I'm sure I'll probably have a good time once I'm there, but I'm just tired and I would really like some time home and I would, I would really like to catch up. I feel like I, you know, my life has been a whirlwind. And I really don't want to go. But, you know, so I'm anxious. I'm anxious about, I don't like flying. I don't like going to the airport. But what I'm doing today is I'm saying, you know what, Lord, if you really want me to go, then uh, I'm going to praise you for what you're going to do on this trip. I'm going to praise you for the divine appointments. I'm going to praise you because you're going to do something. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody's going to get saved out there, maybe multiple people. Uh, but, but let me be about your business. Let me be in your spirit. Let me be a representative of you. And instead of getting anxious about this thing, what I'm doing is I'm Giving thanksgiving is exactly what the scripture says. And again, I'm far from perfect, okay? Far from perfect. But I'm trying to apply the scripture in the midst of this situation because otherwise what happens? I start getting anxious and I start getting depressed and I start getting, you know, all these feelings because I would rather be home. I'm tired. But but God said, go. Okay, he made this, he opened this door and we prayed about it in the initial stages of the whole thing and, and you know, everything fell into place and it looked like the Lord wanted me to go. So here we are, we're going tomorrow. But that being said, um, you know, I get anxious about a lot of things. I mean, when, when the news is attacking, look, when, the, when I started getting the stories, you know, written about me a while back, and, and this was kind of like a new thing to me to be written about in the news. I was like, what in the world is this? You know, I, it was crazy. It was weird. It was, it, I would get anxiety, you know, and, and sometimes that comes on me in the morning, like, what's going to happen today? <laughs> you know, what are they going to say about me today? You know? And, um, and, you know, I'm just a microcosm compared to some of these other people that are getting attacked real hard. Um, but, you know, for the most part, though, you know, you can get anxious about it. You can get anxious about it. I mean, even the government kind of hates us these days because we're standing for truth and righteousness. And, you know, some of these people that are in the government don't like those things, I guess. So, you know, it it's crazy. Like pastors are kind of like, uh, you know, outspoken pastors are like outlaws these days. It's really weird. You know, parents, parents at school board meetings, you know, being looked into by the FBI, uh, people that love our country and the Constitution, you know, are being thrown in jail. Um 
So it's it's a crazy time. But but you know what? We we are not anxious for anything with everything by prayer and petition. Lord, you see the situation. We're petitioning you. This is very important. We're petitioning you, Lord, to, to move on our behalf. We're petitioning for a breakthrough. And then we're giving you thanksgiving, not for what you did, but for what you're going to do. And it says, present your request to God. And then, no, right after that, here's the cool part. Right after you do that, okay, this is where if you're dealing with the anxiety, if you're dealing with the over, being overwhelmed, if you have a situation that's just so wild and you're like, I don't know how this is going to get worked out, well, this listen to this, okay? Because the, the second part of the verse is very important. So you did that. You're not anxious. You know, you're, you're doing it in prayer. You're petitioning the Lord your need. And then you're giving thanksgiving before it actually happens, okay? But here's the thing. Then the peace of God, which transcends understanding. Like people are looking at you like, how are you calm in the middle of this situation? Like you should be freaking out. You should be really sad. You should be, you know, your job is literally, you just lost it because you didn't take the vaccine. And then you're thinking about this. You're saying, no, I got the peace that passes understanding. And I'm going to guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Now, God gave us an instruction here that honestly, I think for most of our lives, we didn't fully understand how, how this is money right here. This is, this is like priceless, okay? This scripture right here is, pri- I mean, honestly, we should all take the scripture and put it on our refrigerator or on our, on our mirror or something because like we need to remember this, okay? Don't be anxious. Everything in prayer and petition. Then we give Thanksgiving before it even happens. We're presenting our request to God. And then what happens is a peace comes upon you and it transcends understanding because you shouldn't have the peace, but you have the peace. And then you guard your heart and your mind. And that's what we've got to do every single day. Dying our flesh daily and guarding our heart because I spoke about vengeance. I spoke about being angry. I spoke about forgiveness. But the thing is, if we're not forgiving and if we're operating in angry and if we're getting, you know, we're getting that vengeance where we just want to get them. Let's just get them. You know, um, I've been watching my friend Clay Clark. You know, people are calling him all these things. And I don't know Clay super well, but I've got to know the family. And, um, you know, I know Vanessa and I know Clay and I think they're good people. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've gotten to know them. You know, I don't know them well, well, but, you know, I see the attack that they're under and I see the things that people are saying about them. And for, from what I've observed, these people actually love the Lord and they're sincere and, you know, they're very kind to me. And, um, you know, I mean, they seem to be about revival and about souls. And so, you know, the Bible says, you know, them by the fruit. But I've seen Clay just getting pummeled lately. I mean, they're, they're just attacking. But, you know, what? I've also noticed that he's got a peace. He's got a peace about him. And, 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 you know, I really believe that he's taking this scripture and taking this advice because it's, you know what, he's, he's operating in the peace that passes understanding because he's like, you know what, I know people are going to hate me. I knew people were going to hate me. I knew people were going to attack me because when you're over the target, people attack you. I mean, if you look at Billy Graham in his heyday, the guy was under tremendous attack. If you look at Catherine Kuhlman, tremendous attack. Um, you know, look at um, Amy Sippel McPherson, the founder of Foursquare. She was a woman minister in a time when it was very unpopular to be a woman minister. Okay. I mean, very, very unpopular at that time. And I think she even went through a divorce or something like that. You know, could you imagine, uh, you know, in the middle of this revival, there was all these crazy things happen. Well, that tends to happen. So what we're seeing right now is a great awakening where people are coming to know the Lord. We didn't understand how God was going to do this. We thought Donald Trump was just going to have two consecutive terms and it was going to be smooth. And, you know, that would have been it. And, and, you know, people were thinking that and that's what we all kind of thought was going to happen. Now, does that mean that Trump's not going to get another turn? No, it doesn't mean that because he might and, and very much very good possibility he will. But this period of time that we're in right now, it, it's an activation of the remnant where the remnant is rising and God is calling us to go deeper in our faith and to not look at what's happening in the natural, but look what's happening in the supernatural. And it goes back to the dry bones because we have to speak to the dry bones. Our nation has been dry bones. Our nation has been, you know, literally dead. Churches have been dead. This is an awakening. Either you're going to get it or move out of the way. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Okay, but it's not me even saying that. I really believe God's going to yank people. He's already doing it. You know, we're not perfect. You know, we're not, we're not, we don't have it all figured out. But what's going to happen is God is going to remove those who are not willing to stand. And he's going to, he's going to give people that are willing to stand the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And we're going to be able to take back the territory. We're going to speak to the dry bones. And in Jesus name, there's going to be a, a, a revival that happens because we've spoke to the dry bones. And this is what needs to happen is that it comes back to faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, you can move a mountain. And so God is saying, call upon the name of the Lord, America. Call upon the name of the Lord, Australia. Call upon the name of the Lord, Israel. Call upon the name of the Lord, Canada. Call upon the name of the Lord, UK. 
Call upon the name of the Lord New Zealand. I, I can go on and on. Mexico. And you shall be saved. But Jesus is the answer. He's the only answer. He's always been the only answer. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Lord, we have requests. Our request is a restoration of this nation back to our first love. Our request is that we don't go into tyranny. Our request is that we don't go into communism. We break the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. We pray that those that are slumbering would be awakened. Those that have come against us, we bless those who curse us, but we call upon your name and give you thanksgiving for their salvation. And that those that have come against us, you say in your word, vengeance is yours. It's not my battle to fight every single accuser. It's not my battle to make a statement about every person that says something. What's going to happen, Lord God, is I believe you're going to move on our behalf. And I have faith. And you have faith. And so the, the, the lie from the pit of hell about depression and oppression and give up and that's it and we're done. It's not true. And so as we get ready to go into 2022, a year of promise, a year of going into the promised land, I believe it, that we're going to speak to these dry bones and we're going to see them turn to life. And this nation is going to come back to a great spiritual awaken, the, the greatest spiritual awaken that man has ever seen before the coming of the Lord. There's going to be a great harvest. And I, I believe that many of you are part of that group that are going to usher in this period. You've already, you're already doing it. Ushering in the greatest harvest ever known to mankind. And in doing so, uh, we're, we're gonna, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And we need to call upon the name of the Lord. And that's what we're doing. And so we're going to stand and we're not going to back down. And I'm so thankful to have you in this with us. I'm so thankful that we can do this together. And if you're discouraged today, call upon the name of the Lord. But listen, if you need to talk to me, email me, Todd.Coconato, Todd.Coconato at rlcus.org. I'd love to talk to you if you have uh, concerns or you're dealing with some struggles or want to hear your prayer requests. I thank you to everybody that puts your prayer requests on um, the website, on the Facebook page and, and Telegram and let us know how we can be praying for you and let us know when you have the breakthrough. Uh, we took time yesterday, we took time today to pray over many of these requests, but there's a lot of them. So I'm still praying over them, but but I love you guys. We're going to continue to pray over them. We'll be back. I'm going to be in Phoenix, but I'll do some live streams when I'm out there and let you know what's going on. Uh, have a blessed day. Know that God is with you even until the end of the age. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I love you so much and we'll be back. God bless. God bless.